This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Right here we are. Here we go. Welcome into on the block with Strick, Eric Strickland, Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran, and I'm Austin Norman. I'm not Nate Brennan, new guy here uh, on the block. Strick, when I played basketball, I didn't spend much time on the block. I was uh, an outside guy. I did more more shooting threes than I ever did anything on the block so this is this is an adjustment for me this is new for me I didn't spend a lot of time down here but uh looking forward to getting the show going with you you might be muted so you weren't like the new year the the uh the new wave kids that spent all their time inside and you actually got outside and got a little bit active I mean it was like when I was a kid Austin we um I, we used to have this rule that you do not come back to the house. Once you leave them, them house premises, you drunk water from the hose. You don't come in and out of the house. You go, <laughs> you know, those on the, those on the Sutter Hammond text line, you would absolutely know what I'm talking about. If you're old school, like Stricky, 402-464-5685, tap in, let me know some of your stories. But listen, we would go outside, get with the neighborhood kids and we would play, you know, crazy games like, we used to now look, don't, 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 don't mark me on these words, but it is the word that we used to say back then. It was called smear the queer. And we would throw the ball up and the person that caught it, you had everybody trying to tackle you, knock you out, knock you down, uh, put you on your back. You came in with dirt, dirty, dusty clothes all day. And uh, you didn't come in until the, uh, the, the uh, light came on, you know, mom said you need to be back here somewhere near this house around this house in this yard by the time the light came on so it was pretty cool man we had something similar to that we called it no babies allowed that's the only nba i ever played in oh is that right that is yeah that's (laughs) That's similar similar concept so yep like strick said the starter Heyman text line also the honda of lincoln hotline 402-464-5685 a lot to get to today here strick a quick little update before we dive into what we are going to be going through uh ian rapaport of the nfl network uh, says in the biggest sports story of the week demar hamlin released from the hospital he's back in buffalo all that within the last 10 minutes that is fantastic news to hear Feels like so much longer, just about a week ago now that this story happened. Longest week of his family's life, I'm sure. But yeah. given what happened, what we saw for him to be released from the hospital and on the road to recovery, according to the doctor, that's huge. Absolutely. You know, uh, shout out to him, his family, all of that. You know, just something, you know, we can't really dig into it because I'm probably there's still some time to be done and some research to be done and some, um, uh, you know, digging into some of the backgrounds as to why this is. I mean, this is not anything that we haven't been seeing. I mean, we're, we're seeing it um, uh, in a microscopic form now uh, a little bit more than ever, just because of how news is and the circulation of it. And then, you know, you have uh, 
social media and so forth. But you've been having a lot of players. It's not just this this football season. You've been having a lot of players as of late, and we don't know exactly why. It's kind of unusual as to why a lot of players now in soccer, you've seen it. You've seen it in other sports where, you know, young men and, and healthy men are now having issues with, uh, you know, kind of heart situations. Uh, this is probably a rare situation. It's weird. It didn't seem like it would be anything that would have happened with the way that he hit or was hit or made the tackle. But we're starting to see this a little bit. Uh, we've seen it some in, in basketball and, and guys are dealing with it and they're getting put out of games and so forth and so on. So we, we just got to hopefully figure out what's going on uh, with the young men these days. But we're glad to see him back home. Absolutely. The one in basketball that sticks out to me is the Keontae Johnson from Florida when he collapsed on the court. And then he's he's back playing. Seems like he's fine putting up numbers for Kansas State, who's all the way up yeah. to number 11 in the AP poll. Well, uh, what else do we have today? We'll get into the Nebraska win at Minnesota. Uh, Cluster Johnson will join us at the bottom of the hour. Talk some uh, national championship game, maybe even some Seahawks as well. Shoot out with Strick at 245. We'll get into the NFL playoffs. Also chat with Brian Munson before we get out of here. Well, that Nebraska basketball win over Minnesota. Strick, a two-point victory. Very close. In Nebraska looked like they took some control at the end of the first half. The Gophers finish it on a 13-2 run. Huskers took some punches early. I, I like the response there late in the first half, but to go those last four minutes without a bucket and trail by six at half wasn't looking great. Yeah, it, it wasn't looking good. Uh, but I, some of the things that we had talked about, I mean, you happen to be here on the show as well, um, that we had some discussions about uh, this this game. Um, is we talked about how they needed to score a certain amount. Well, I, I remember I said it. I said they needed to score. I figured they need to be in that upper 60 to 75 uh, range in order to really be successful in this game. That's what they didn't do in the game previous. Um, uh, they didn't. They weren't able to get it done up at Michigan State. And so uh, we wanted to see that happen. How would that happen? Would they be able to get easier opportunities? Would they be able to shoot better? Um, I talked about Vandermeer or CJ Wiltshire. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. They got it from Gary. Um, they got some spotty minutes. They need to be able to increase that good play out of uh, Breidenbach a little bit. Um, so they're still trying to figure it out. They shot the free throws better. I said that they had to do that. They had to be over seventy-five percent in their free throw shooting. Um, they're so 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 in order to win games, if they're going to win it ugly, which they are, that's the team that they are. They're going to have to, you know. Uh, uh, make it messy and they got to be able to do the things that they did in this particular game, which is shoot free throws, win the rebounding battle, get the 50, 50 balls. And then down the stretch, what type of buckets are you going to get and where you're going to get them from? Derek Walker showed up big for them. Sam Griesel was solid for them. Uh, Derek Walker broke a, um, a personal best in the assist, assist category for himself flirting with a with a triple double mm -hmm. so um those are things that are going to be positive for husker basketball um they still need to get some scoring out of those guys like cj wilcher as well as bandon mill um somebody in that narrative they have to spread those minutes out a little bit right now their their uh uh their starting lineup are playing way too many minutes um um, and, and and they don't have a deep enough bitch for the way that they're going to want to play, especially defensively. They're going to they're going to wear themselves out. So they want to be able to maybe expand those minutes to some of those other guys and get some help there. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. They got Illinois coming in on tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the show, digging a little bit more about that that matchup, Austin. But I, I, I listen, I can't be mad about it. They went on the road. They got one got of the two that win. we talked about. 
they we got they got one of the two. It said either they got a you know you would have liked to put it put that in the bank against Michigan State did not happen. So now that you know they're able to get it done against Minnesota, which I felt that they needed to do. You mentioned those minute totals from the starters. Derek Walker, 40 out of 45 minutes. Sam Griesel, 39. C.J. Wilshire, 38. Jawan Gary, 33. Emmanuel Bandemel, 32. That's a lot of minutes. That's untenable. If you're yeah. just, just over halfway yeah. through the season, still pretty early on in conference play, you've got to find ways to get other guys on the floor. This is what I want to ask you as a former player. And you look at guys like Wilshire, like Bandamel, and like Tomonaga, who are guards. They have some ability with the ball. I think we've seen some crafty moments from Tomonaga, and Wilshire, I think, has really improved his off-the-dribble game. But when I look around the country strike, I see other teams with guys in those roles getting a lot more spot-up opportunities. We don't see a lot of that for Wilshire, for Tomonaga, even for Bandamel. And that's where pretty much any shooter is going to be better, with their feet set, able to step into it in rhythm. It seems like whenever Wilshire and Tomonaga get the ball, it's rocketing around two screens. They're in motion. And to some degree, that's good because you're putting more guys in the defense, you know, in conflict with more to do. But there just also aren't a lot of easy looks for those guys. And then it comes down to can Walker or Griesel make a play at the end of the shot clock? Can you play some bully ball with those two guys? What's the balance between, you know, keeping the ball in Griesel and Walker's hands because they're probably your two best players versus making sure those other guys, you know, get those good in rhythm opportunities to take some of the load off of them. Well, well, the problem uh, exists with that is it, it's, it's twofold. One, there are, they are a, a motion run by get bodies in the way type of screening team. There's a few of them that put bodies on people. You see Derek Walker at times put a, you know, a solid body on somebody um, but but not all of them do that, right? They've got to be a team that literally puts body to body when they're setting screens. I mean, they need to like stop, not be half moving, not running by, because otherwise those guys aren't going to get the looks that they need. And defenses are designed against this team to run those two off. So this is why they've got to be able to expand their game, meaning they've got to work on floaters. They've got to work on mid-range. They've got to work on ways when they're turning the corner, put guys on their hips and be able to pull up and and confidently knock down those shots. They're not going to give them those looks. Now, the second part of that is they don't have guys that literally can break down the defense. The only one really is capable. I mean, I'm not talking about post where they're creating double. Teams aren't doubling Walker. They're just saying, hey, we're going to allow him to work. They're letting it happen, and Walker is making them pay. Greasel, and it depends on matchup situations as to when they double or if they do come. But when he has a guy of similar size, they don't do so. They allow Greasel to take shots, and you saw he struggled a little bit with Cooper uh, in that game. So um, that's the other part. The only guy really on that team that has breakdown capabilities, a little bit of Tamanaga and maybe Bandamil. Bandamil is capable of getting to mid-range and making those shots. He needs to do that a little bit more and do that better. Um, but other than that, they don't have anybody that can literally create space, break down a guy, create a double a double opportunity, not from the post, but actually you're beating somebody, creating a, 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 another defender to have to get over to stop you, and then to be able to make that pay play to another player for a one-two for that open look. They're not able to get that right now. So that's why they got to be a really strong screen team. It's It's kind of a truism in basketball, too, that some of the best – scorers, the best shooters are the best screeners as well. If you set a good screen, you're going to make that advantage you know, for your teammate to give it right back to you. So that's definitely something to focus on. I am glad you mentioned Juwan Gary as well. To me, he's kind of the unsung hero, such as he is of, of this Nebraska team. 
he's the one guy that I'm consistently, <coughs> consistently impressed with his energy. I thought Nebraska was a little lazy in its rotations. Against Iowa, that team was flying around all over the court, creating havoc, getting in shooters' faces. Nebraska against Minnesota, to me, only did that for maybe one rotation. There wasn't the second guy flying back out on defense. Then on offense, Juwan Gary crashing the glass. I think Nebraska needs to take even more from him and not saying Juwan Gary has to give more. Other guys got to follow his example even more because whenever he's on the court, Nebraska just has that extra pep in its step that if this team's going to have to grind out games and it's not going to come easy, you need all the energy and the effort plays you can get. Absolutely. And that's where that's what we talked about. And we're speaking to um, Austin about the leveling out the minutes because it's tough to get those extra rotations. And then what ends up happening is you get tired. When you get tired, your mental acuity begins to break down a little bit. So this is when you have situations where two guys are going at the same the same guy. Your rotations aren't as crisp. Um, there's a little breakdown. Then you're going to double when there's not a need for a double. You're doing things because it's game plan stuff, so it's ingrained in your mind. But also there's a thinking process to that. You can't just you can't just say, okay, I'm supposed to double, go. No, the guy's off the block. He's not a threat. He's not looking to do anything. He's just standing there. When you make that move, then there's a quick out to a guy. Then there's now you're in scramble mode, and you you don't you didn't need to be in scramble mode. And you're creating a scramble mode situation for you. So that's something that I see when they get tired, and and but they're still giving great effort. They're still diving on the floor. They're doing all of those things. They're doing winning basketball type of stuff. One of the things I do love Austin about this game as well is that they um, they have 40, uh, 40 Help me. Let me see. Okay. They had 48, 48 points in the paint. That's Ooh, phenomenal. That Low bad. turnover numbers, and they won the rebounding contest by 10. If they do that type of stuff, either at or or winning just barely, they've given themselves a chance. They got dominated against Michigan State, and it just can't happen. You can't have that kind of domination and expect to have success in the Big Ten. Absolutely not. Last thing on this game before we uh, talk to Cluster Johnson. Foul up three late at 67-64. It seems like Sam Greasel either was a little too far off, Cooper, or uh, uh, Torres in the corner there, the guy that knocked down the three. Do you foul up three late, or is that just Greasel being a little out of position should have allowed the two instead of the three? Yeah, I think that's the situation. Just just defensive-minded-wise, you're going to be a little bit closer to that guy. You want them to take a challenge shot and then get in there and just put all bodies in to get a rebound. Um, um, again, Sauter Heyman text line is open to you guys. We're going to, we would love to hear from you as well on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Uh, before we get out of here, pecan pie, uh, pecan pie. Uh, that's kind of crazy that you said that. My grandmother had a pecan tree, and so uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, he says on the text line, he says, out in the morning, don't be messing around with mom's cleaning, cooking, and soap operas. Come in at lunch, then back out until either they yelled out the front door that dinner was ready or the lights came on, Stricky. Absolutely. Uh, he says, love those times and want to go back to the easiness of those good old days. Absolutely. The crazy thing about that, Austin, is something that's unique about the day of about today and those days is it's tough to let your kids out these days and and have the freedom and the comfort of knowing that they're going to 
just be okay. There's some crazy stuff and crazy people out there these days. You kind of got to be with them. Can't just let them ride the bike down to the park like you used to and be all out in the street. I used to ride my bike all the way down to McDonald's, get me some food, come on back. I'm not saying like right down the street. I'm saying a nice little ride. <laughs> used to do all that stuff, man. Take walks, all those fun things we used to do back in the day. Just can't do them as, like we used to. And kids don't even want to go outside these days, uh, Austin. <laughs> That's why we call them the good old days. You know, think, things have changed quite a bit. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we have Cluster Johnson on the program. We'll be talking some football on the block uh, with Strick. And I'm Austin. Continues next.